offers. Welcome to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach. That's all I do. I help people all day long with their golf swings and their golf games. This podcast is to pass along some of that stuff to you. This time of year is a special time of year. It's near and dear to my heart because in the northern hemispheres, well, no, the northern areas, we're moving into the off season. Some of you are just going into peak prime time season. Maybe you live in Southern California or Florida or Texas or wherever. But the majority of golfers are working into the off season. The off season can be ultra productive to help you get to where you wanna be. Now I wanna talk about that today. I really wanna break that down and treat this as if I was talking to someone who came in to see me and wanted to, to reinvent their game to do things that were productive in the off season and to come out in 2023 swinging and fighting and firing their best. For, so first off, I will say that if you just got done playing a season of golf and you need a little bit of rest, that's fine. Take off six, eight weeks. Be ready to go to work when you're done. But if you're ready to go to work right now, well, and whenever you're ready to go to work, this is where you start. If you don't know when to start, start today procrastinators unite tomorrow. That's a great saying. I don't know where I heard it from. I wish I could give them credit, but procrastinators unite tomorrow. It's true. You want to do something, you do it today, right now. Get it done. Write it down. Get out your notepad. Get out your paper. Stop driving. Pull over to the side of the road. We need to play better golf. Anyway, no, I hope you'll take that seriously. If, if this is meaningful to you, is that get started ASAP if it's important to you. And if you need a rest, that's fine too. But when you are ready, get to work. All right, so here's where we're going to start. We're going to kind of reflect on our golf season, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Where are the chinks in your armor? Where were you losing strokes? Do you have a shot that gets you into trouble? Do you have a miss that gets you into trouble? Does your ball go right? Does it go left? Do you have a two-way miss? Are you chunking the ball? Are you thinning the ball? www.whatdoisuckat.com. Go there and find that answer. And that's going to take some reflection, and that's fine. That's good. It's important that you take the time to do that before you really set forth with a plan. Now, the recipe for playing better golf is hitting more greens and making more putts. There's a lot that goes into that, but that's your recipe. Those are your most basic ingredients. If you hit more greens and make more putts, you will play better golf. So everything trickles into that. Are you not hitting greens because you have poor technique? Are you not hitting greens because you drive it poorly? Are you not hitting greens because you make poor decisions? Are you not hitting greens because you fat it, you thin it? The list goes on and we want to hit more greens. That's what it boils down to. Hit more greens, make more putts, shoot better scores. That's your recipe. Sounds simple on paper. It really truly is simple on paper, but it's not. Now, here's, here's the awesome part about the off season is when you go through a change, it's going to be relatively uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be new to you. And new means that it's not going to come naturally. And that means that you got to start working on it. And as you're working on it, you can refine it and own it and make it yours. All right. That is kind of the process of learning and evolving. We want to take an idea and own it. We don't want to rent it. A rented golf swing is not one you want to play golf with and really not one you want to play golf with when it matters. So let's take a prime time example here. We're going to bring in my average slicer client. They're going to come in. They're going to tell me about their problems. 
and I'm going to watch their golf swing. They're going to come over the top of it. They're going to have an open club face. Chances are they're going to turn, and then they're not going to have a very good finish when they come through. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to ask that player, hey, what do you want to accomplish next year? What's important to you? Where do you want to be? What 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 do you think is holding you back? And if you don't have a coach to work with, that's fine. You just got to do some of this assessment and reflection, and then you can figure it out or try to figure it out. Do your best for sure. What's going on? What's important to you? And then we're going to go through the swing together. Is your swing struggling? Do you have fundamental foundational movement problems? If that's the case, that's where I start always. If you're not turning or you're swaying around or you're not finishing or turning or you're off balance, all of these corrections are course corrections that ideally we're going to make if we want to have a sturdy foundation. Now, a lot of this depends on your goals. And, and that's really for another podcast. If you if you just want to shave a couple strokes and maybe you can cut some shortcuts. But for today, assuming we don't want to take shortcuts, we're just going to do it the right way. So we're going to start with the foundational work. That means you're going to turn well, you're going to have a weight shift, your arms are going to stay relatively straight, and you're going to hit the ground in front of the ball and you're gonna turn through to a balanced finish position. That's your basic motion that's so important because when your motion is good, then you can build vertically, meaning that you can stack skills on top of a good motion. If you have a poor motion, you're gonna run into that plateau some at some point, and you're gonna find that ceiling that you just can't break through. So we're gonna, we're gonna break it down. We're gonna start by learning to move, and then we're gonna learn to create good contact. Chances are this player hits it fat or thin because they don't hit the ground far enough in front of the ball. So I'm gonna coach him up or what are the ingredients? The ingredients are mainly learning to have that weight shift, having a proper ball position. Ball position should be four to six inches inside the lead heel, or for easy reference, you could do the middle of your stance when the ball is on the ground. I really like four to six inches inside the lead heel. It's a little more precise, but at the end of the day, you gotta learn to hit the ground in front of the ball. All right, we're gonna teach that. So we're going to have good ball position. We're going to have a weight shift that is lower body driven. And then we're going to learn to hold our leg until we get into the bottom of our golf swing. And we're able to create a downward ascending, descending strike on the back of that golf ball. So step one, we've learned to move. Step two, we've learned to create good contact. Step three, we're really going to start to work on controlling our direction by having a productive swing path and a club face that's relatively square to that arc. Now, this is a, it's a pretty deep rabbit hole, but for our purpose, surface level, we should understand that we want the club working on a swing path that is relatively square to the target, meaning your club should be swinging to the target and it shouldn't be swinging too much one direction or the other. Uh, most great players are going to swing the club a little bit inside out, a few degrees. We don't need to get into the weeds about that today, but most good players are going to be swinging the club a few degrees inside out. And uh, then we want a swing path that's square to that arc. Now, your swing arc is an inclined plane. It's an inclined plane. And basically, we want the club working up and down that inclined plane. Well, that club is on that inclined plane. We want it to be like perpendicular to it or square to that inclined plane. All right. Especially waist high to waist high. That's where the rubber meets the road. All right. Now, over a podcast, this one is actually pretty tough to describe. But most importantly, when you get to the bottom of your golf swing and you want that club face pointed at your target, and then you want to visually try to keep it pointed at your target, say a little bit before impact to a little bit after impact, the best hitters are going to have a very stable club face to the hitting area. They're also going to be really predictable with their swing path as well. 
And uh, there's a lot of things that go into being a, a great player, a great hitter. But for our purpose, we can definitely practice having good habits and understanding what it feels like to keep that club face very square to the arc through the hitting area. This is um, majorly important. And as I've matured into my golf coach career, I find it to be something that I'm circling back to more and more often as early stage development players and later stage development players are trying to play better golf. Man, so much of that has to do with having a stable club face through impact that we can trust and creating a shot dispersion that we can trust. A big piece of that is if we're gonna control our club face, keep it relatively stable, we're gonna have our arms straight. We're gonna have our joints extended through that arm and we want, especially our lead arm, and we want everything to kind of feel and look like a two by four, meaning it's one straight line through the hitting area. We don't have bend in the elbow. We don't have bend in the wrist. We're not doing anything funky with our shoulder. And as you observe some great hitters, there are some great hitters, and yeah, they could have a little bit of bend. They could have some things that aren't aesthetically perfect, but and that's okay. Just know that there's variation, but within that variation, there are some core things that good players do well. Good players control and stabilize their club face through the hitting area very, very well. All right, there's not just one road to playing better golf. There's a few of them, and all of these roads have things in common but they could be different routes and that's okay. It's more important that you understand the tools and go to work. than you get stuck in this paralysis by analysis type situation or the situation where you're, you're not working on things that are foundationally important, which happens all too often. I mean, I, I find players frequently that are thinking about things like keeping their head down or working on their tempo when they're not even sure what that means. All of these things can be distractions from something that could be productive for you. So let's circle back and kind of review. We're working into the off season. The off season is a magnificent time to break it down, be good at the basics, build your foundation strong and sturdy. All right, really assess what is the thing that we need to be better at to shoot better scores. How do we hit more greens and make more putts? Well, and really kind of shame on me today. I didn't talk too much about putting and making more putts. Maybe we need to do that podcast soon. And anyway, let me know what you think. Send me an email, reach out to me on socials. Putting is very important. Uh, I like to talk about golf swing because most people relate to it. And also hitting the ball better has the highest return on your fun. And hitting more greens adds up to shooting lower scores. But you still got to make those putts. So let me know what questions you have. Reach out to me anytime on socials or via email. Love hearing from you all. Leave this podcast a review. That helps more than you know. Share it with a friend. Share it with a slicer in your group. Share it with the duffer. Share it with the club champion. There's, we can always be better. I can do better. You can do better. Remember that. Just keep putting the work in the right places and trust the process. Anyway, I appreciate you for being exactly who you are. Catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy.